plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I am your host on this show that's coming to you live on the Voice America Networks. It is brought to you by Be the Star You Are Charity. And we have a wonderful show for you today. I have to give you my full disclosure, though. Just right before I went on the air, I had the hiccups. And I have never, I don't ever have the hiccups, but I swallowed wrong or something. And uh, my great engineer, Josh, talked me through how to get rid of the hiccups. And it happened, I got rid of them in just as in the time that he said for me to hold my breath. So I want to share what it is that he told me because it's so awesome. So he said, just, he said, it's a wife's tale, but you know, it works for me. And uh, it totally worked for me because I don't think I have the hiccups now. So what you do is um, you hold your breath while you shut your eyes and you visualize a cauliflower and you visualize the color, the texture, the smell, the taste using all your senses and hold your breath as long as possible. And then when you can't hold it anymore, just exhale gently and see what happens. And for me, it was completely, my hiccups were just gone. And it was like, I couldn't imagine trying to do a show with hiccups. So um, I'm laughing to myself right now. So if you get hiccups, send me an email and let me know, did it work for you? Because I'm I'm a new fan now. This is great. He always has some wonderful tip for something. (laughs) Well, let's talk about what our show is is about today. We are going to talk about uh, some of the climate change effects. Planet Earth is really on a catastrophic collision course, and the effects of climate change are pervasive. And with greenhouse gases rising and irreversible damage, you know, everything is imminent now. There are floods, hurricanes, wildflowers, earthquakes, typhoons, uh, droughts, (laughs) tornadoes. It seems like there's so many life-threatening conditions. And what can we do to combat this disaster in the making. We'll go into that. And I know that you've been hearing a lot about it, but I don't think we can talk about it enough. Second, how has the isolation of the pandemic affected human relationships? Do you feel more connected to yourself, to your partners, or you feel more connected to strangers than you do to your loved ones? Are your intimate relationships strained? I mean, do you feel closer to fictional characters or celebrities that you don't even know instead of the real ones? I, did you actually even have any par, you know, pandemic pods or still do you? So we're going to talk uh, about that as well. And fall is just a week away, and that means harvest time for many fruits 
and vegetables. And then it's also the time that we need to be thinking about planting, preparing, um, and buying our uh, bulbs. So what do you need to know about buying, forcing, harvesting, planting? Well, I am the goddess gardener, and in segment one, we are going to go with that. But first of all, the miracle moment. This is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Coming up next week, it's fast approaching. Saturday, September 25th is the Pear and Wine Festival in Moraga. Be The Star You Are will have a booth. There will be Express Yourself Teen Radio hosts and reporters in attendance as well as other volunteers. And we will be decorating masks for kids and making bookmarks. And we'll be giving away some free books as well as we will have some um, fresh eggs for sale and other produce, all organic. So in the, in the spirit of Be The Star You Are and being a goddess gardener, we're going to take care of you. So visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information. Click on events. And this is just one of those crazy sayings by one of my favorite characters, Yogi Berra. I, I mean, he came up with such euphemisms. It's so fun. Nobody goes there anymore. It's just too crowded. I thought that was a, that was good. And it just made me think about you know, how we used to go to, used to because of the pandemic, to uh, concerts or um, festivals or whatever, and everything was just, or traveling, and it was, you know, go to Disneyland, crowded, 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 lines, lines, lines. So I thought that was kind of a funny one. Well, um, as you know, I am here in California, Northern California, and I say, Hooray that Governor Gavin Newsom succeeded in beating back the extremists and that politically motivated crazy recall attempt. It it would have just taken California completely backward. And it's not that I'm a fan of Gavin Newsom, you know, or any of that, but there's just no way that we want any of these um, these crazies, <laughs> and it seemed there were a lot of crazies and some really radical reds, I guess. Um, it just, I don't know why we even had a recall. We have an election coming up next year. It's just too easy to do these recalls in California. And so anyway, um, I'm really glad that the recall was nothing more. It was just a ex- very expensive and useless attempt to uh, unseat a governor. And I think that he really has stayed focused on these critical issues that are facing California, especially the COVID-19 pandemic. Evidently, California is is one of the top states in the nation as far as uh, not having so many cases and um, the amount of deaths. So that is really great. He's a big proponent of addressing the effects of climate change. And very important to me was expanding reproductive rights and access uh, and also rights for the LBTQ um, population. I mean, we have to remain resolute in our fight to protect and expand all these safe accesses to our health care and our personal uh, bodies. So I really appreciate that, the people that voted for him. So evidently, um, there was, in just 68% of the estimated votes reported, he had already won because he had 63.9% 
of the of the votes that said no to the recall. So he had almost double the votes there. I think 36, 35 percent had um, voted yes. I really liked what he said when he did his thank you speech. And he said, we said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. And these are just some of the brief remarks that he made at his news conference. He said, we said yes to ending this pandemic. And we said yes to people's right to vote without fear. We said yes to women's constitutional right to decide. And everyone wants to feel connected. Everyone wants to feel appreciated. And we need to protect our kids. And in this, these past few years, it's been negativity that have defined our politics. And I couldn't agree with him more. I think that was really important. And in my personal opinion, if there's any governors in this United States that should be recalled and locked up, and that should be Abbott and DeSantis, I think the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida are just absolutely crazy. And this new abortion law that has taken place in Texas is just beyond beyond belief. It's just beyond belief. It started a whole vigilante class. And I, again, I applaud the companies who are saying, hey, if you want to move out of, of uh, the Lone Star, we'll help you. So um, hopefully that is going to get rescinded at some point because women have a right to their bodies. And no, no man and no person can tell you what you can do. So that's my rant for the beginning of the show. And now I want to go into the garden because that's where peace is. That's where love is. Everything began in the garden. There's an English saying that said, tickle it with a hoe and it'll laugh into a harvest. Well, every September, I really think about two major garden projects that transpire throughout the autumn season. That's harvesting and then bulb buying. Fall just boasts a spectacular bounty of pears, Asian pears, grapes, apples, tomatoes, tangerines, blackberries, walnuts, kiwis, and more. And the last of my peaches and nectarines have just been picked. Now there are festivals celebrating the end of the fruit and vegetable collections that are transpiring throughout the next two months across the United States. As I said, next week here in the town where I am in Moraga, California, we have the Pear and Wine Festival. We are known for pear and for wine. We have 76 different wineries. So it'll be a great event. And when, um, you know, there are grape harvests and walnut festivals, there are just festivals all over coming up because of, of the harvest. And it's really fun. So we also kick off fall by thinking about what bulbs we need to plant if we want to have a spring bloom. Alliums, daffodils, tulips, crocus, hyacinth, iris, snowdrops, muscari. Um, they usually top the list of most gardeners. So I want to give you what should be on your calendar for your workload for this month and probably into the month of October too. So let's talk fruit and vegetables. So if you grew a garden, you're probably wondering what do we do with all that 
leftover produce that is harvested. Now, of course, you're eating as many fruits and veggies raw and fresh as possible, but autumn is a plum time, and that pun is intended, for also canning, freezing, pickling, and drying the season's extra yield, and that way you can enjoy it during the winter months when fresh picked is not possible because it's too cold, and it's rainy, or it's snowing, and nothing is growing. You can use a dehydrator to dry your apples, peaches, tomatoes, pears. You, you actually can make uh, fruit leather or just dried fruit. You can put grapes into an ice cube tray, add water, make grape cubes that are pretty and delicious in drinks. Or you can do what we did when, um, when we were kids on, uh, in our vineyard, and I still do it now. I just pick a bunch of grapes, put it, put it in the freezer. And as soon as they're frozen, you pull them out. It's like a popsicle. And you can just pop one in your mouth. It's just, it tastes just like a great popsicle, except for it has no extra sugar or anything in it. It's really good for you. Then um, also, uh, you can, after cooling, you can freeze batches of various fruit sauces that you make that have simmered in a pot. So you would put any kind of fruit in a pot, a little dash of salt, sugar, Honey, I mean, you obviously put some water um, uh, and some vinegar. That vinegar just helps preserve it. And you can put it in the freezer or you can can and pickle uh, different fruits and vegetables. You could check online sources for really simple recipes and just make sure you follow the safety requirements. Something that I did yesterday because uh, I want to... I, I, I'm doing a couple of new things. I want to grow some ginger. So... Yeah, I just bought some ginger root just at the grocery store, and you just slice off the edges where you see the, the um, you know, the little knobs on it, soak it in water overnight, and then you can either just leave them in water and change the water every day and put it on a windowsill. Josh would love that, anybody who just wants a windowsill garden, and you can grow your own ginger root, or you can put it in... Um, after you've done that, you can bury it in some potting soil and then it'll sprout and you just watch it until it grows its ginger root. So that's a really cool thing. And then I also just made some really simple pickles yesterday. And that was by slicing cucumbers, putting cucumbers in a jar and then in a small pot, mixing water and ginger and, um, sesame seeds and sesame oil and um, vinegar and I use some brown sugar um, letting it all on salt you put salt and mixing it all together letting it cool I poured it into the jar and I'm just gonna make I'm just doing this uh, kind of a it's like a ginger bath and put it in the refrigerator so I'm not actually canning them to put on a shelf I'm going to just keep them in the refrigerator. Those will last almost three months. But, of course, they're so delicious because they're really crunchy. They really only last a couple of days because you eat them all. Another thing you could do is you can make some jams, jellies, pies, chutneys. It is, it's easy. It's fun. If you have kids around, it is really fun to start doing those kind of things with them. And next to Christmas, when I was a kid, harvest time was really a favorite family experience because we just, we were just always, we were either picking in the, you know, in the vineyards or we were harvesting the walnuts or we were at the dehydrator or we were sorting or we were canning or we were, you know, we were baking. 
So we were just all together and kids just love it. So if you want to fund something to do with kids, try that. Now, although my vegetable garden did not return the abundance I had anticipated for this year, I mean, I still had enough for the family, but just, you know, not enough to really share like I love to do. But my fruit trees absolutely overcompensated. I have been slicing crunchy apples and making them into salads, sauces, compote, soups. I made crumbles, pies, crisps. And uh, tonight I'm going to do another apple kind of dish. Uh, it's, uh, But it's delicious. Uh, I've been eating a lot of fruits, uh, peaches and nectarines with fresh cream. It's one of my absolute favorite breakfast treats. And then I, this past Sunday, for a very refreshing and invigorating weekend cocktail that I called the Sunday Sensation, I want to share this recipe with you because I think you will like it too. It can be made with, you know, it could be a virgin drink or you could, it could be made with alcohol. I did mine with some alcohol, so I'm going to tell it. It's called Sunday Sensation. So what you do is in a clear pitcher, you muddle together some cut pieces of peach and nectarine. Now, if you don't grow these, get something at the farmer's market or, you know, get them at your grocery store. So muddle just means you slice them up and then you take a stick or something and you put it, you just start uh, squishing it all together. So um, it, that's, that's what you do. Okay, so you start with that. And then after that, you cut up some, some um, tangerines and oranges and Bayer lemons. So I added slices and I included the rinds. And then with the Meyer lemon, I also squeezed the juice of a Meyer lemon. So, so far we have peach, nectarine, orange, tangerine, and Meyer lemon. Then I stir in however much you want of Campari or uh, Aperol. Uh, that is if you want an alcohol infused drink. You add ice cubes stirred around and then you top the pitcher until it's full with either sparkling wine, rosé, sparkling rosé, or some um, sparkling, you know, some champagne. Um, if you want a virgin sensation, then use a cup of orange juice and then top that with sparkling water or apple cider. You garnish it with sprigs of basil and mint leaves. And it is so pretty and it is so delicious. But be careful if you make it alcohol because it's so good that you'll, you'll definitely want seconds. And, um, you know, you might, you, you would just be careful. <laughs> now, while you're enjoying your Sunday sensation, you may want to think about um, what bulbs and rhizomes you want to plant for fall for a spring so showcase. So bulbs can be planted mid to late fall in any sunny location that has well-drained soil. Daffodils can be planted anytime, almost anywhere, at least here in, on the West Coast. We don't dig them up. You just, I, whenever I find an extra bulb that's coming out of the soil, I just plant it somewhere and then it pops up next year. Now, they, um, daffodils are especially great uh, wherever deer roam because deer are repelled by them. And there are so many varieties of tulips for early, mid-season, and late blooming that it might be best to peruse bulb catalogs to get an idea of the specimens that speak to you. So this is what I was doing while I was drinking my Sunday sensation. I was looking through all these beautiful catalogs and getting ideas of what do I want to buy to plant this year. Now, 
all tulips need six weeks of refrigeration before planting. So it is doubly critical that you decide on what to plant and buy now. So if you want a rock garden and border, for example, you might be thrilled by water lily tulips. They will naturalize if they're left undisturbed. If you want exotic looking tulips, consider the really flamboyant parrot or peonies flowering tulips. If you want to force flowering, you might want to use single or double early tulips. And they're the most well-known are called species or triumph tulips. Now, for those of you who live in an apartment or don't have a backyard and you would just like to force uh, your bulbs and have something that's going to bloom inside your house, this is how you do it. You can plant bulbs in a well-draining pot, and usually we do this in October. And um, of course, again, if it's tulips, they have to be cold first. So you would put the bulbs in, after you've put them in a well-draining pot, put them in the dark for 12 to 14 weeks. Um, and you want them in a temperature that's going to be 35 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. So you want to keep them cold. So you might put the pot in the refrigerator. And then gradually, after 12 to 14 weeks, you're going to move the pot to a filtered sunlight area, and that will allow it to sprout and acclimate. You do have to water as needed throughout this process. So, you know, don't put it in the refrigerator and forget about it. One other thing is remember the pollinators. I say ponder the pollinators. Happy bees will stay in our garden um, if we give them the food they need to thrive. So by planting bulbs in colors that are most attracted to bees, like blue, purple, white, and yellow, you'll be providing fresh food for them after the winter, and that's when they need it most. So the best bulbs for bees are going to be allium, anemone, camassia, crocus, uh, galanthus, hyacinths, muscari, tulips, and skilla. Those are the ones that I always recommend. So try those. Now, what's the best way to plant large quantities? If you have a big, big yard and you want to plant like a big swath of tulips that are, you know, you just don't want it scattered, this is what you do. So again, most people plant bulbs in groups of five to seven and they're spaced like six inches apart and they're buried four or five inches deep. But if you want to create a bold and really spectacular impact with this large swatch of color, you should try trenching. You can mix bulbs or you can use one variety or one species. It's so simple. You just dig a long five inch deep or whatever depth the bulb packaging indicates. So read whatever the bulb packaging indicates. So you dig a trench five inches deep or whatever. And then you, um, then after that, it can be straight. Oh, by the way, it can be straight or it can be made in a circle or it can be a pattern. It doesn't have to be, you know, just symmetrical. You can make it meandering. Add your soil amendments, especially if your ground is clay and hard. You're going to need some amendments, a compost, etc. And then put at least a minimum of 100 bulbs in there with the pointy side up. Now, if you're just doing, if you're going to do daffodils or if you're just going to do a common bulb, you can probably buy big sacks of bulbs at a discount, maybe at a big box store. If you're buying from a specialty uh, retailer, bulbs can be expensive. Um, you know, usually they're at least a dollar a piece, but if you buy them in bulk, they're much cheaper. 
So you'd want to arrange a lot of bulbs, pointy side up, cover your area with soil and mulch, and then water, wait, and then you will be wowed when spring comes. And then don't forget that after the blooms fade in the spring, you cut the flower stalks to allow the bulbs to conserve energy for the next year while the foliage continues to flourish. Now, um, before I end this segment, I have another thing I just wanted to tell you about, and that's hose repair. Because uh, I have been pulling a lot of hoses lately. It's still very hot here in California and very dry. And, of course, we've had all these fires. Now, when I was growing up, and not only now, when I was growing up, but also now, every time I or one of my siblings would telephone my mom during the summer or fall, or probably even her friends, the first words out of her mouth would be, I'm busy, I'm pulling hoses. And that became kind of a code sentence for us whenever we were doing some manual labor that others may not think was important, but we thought was critical to us. We would say, hey, I'm pulling hoses. Well, this past summer, to save water by not turning on my irrigation system, I found myself pulling actual hoses every day. So by spot watering, I was able to water deeply and accurately, and it was arduous work pulling those heavy hoses. Several tore and broke during the process, so I mended them and I gave them new life. And I've always done this. I always have repaired my frayed or cut hoses, and I just figure everyone repairs their hoses when necessary, and, you know, I, I, I'm a big recycler. But then I saw a couple of hoses in the recycle bin area of a client's yard, and they had some new hoses sitting next to the front faucets. They didn't realize that hoses are so easily repaired with inexpensive parts. And so here's the trick. If your hose is damaged, just go to the hardware store. You either buy a female or male coupling, and you can ask the, the um, store person if they can help you. If your hose is broken in the middle, you can buy a connector. You cut off the damaged hose part with a shear or a sharp knife. You use a Phillips screwdriver to open the connector. You push the female or the male plug, depending on what side you need, into the hose. You tighten the connector with the screwdriver. You test the hose by turning on the water slowly. It's going to be as good as new. And I just tend to use more female couplings than males, but whatever, you should always have some extras. So I would say tickle your garden with a hoe, and you are going to have a great harvest. And if you are in the area... Here in Moraga next Saturday on September 25th, come and see me at the Pear and Wine Festival, and I will be giving away a lot of free goodies and probably some seeds for you to plant as well, maybe some potpourri, maybe even some really great bay leaves. Well, happy gardening, happy growing from Cynthia Bryan, the goddess gardener. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about climate change. So uh, don't go away. Stay with me. And I hope you don't get hiccups. But if you do, you have a solution. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. 
lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, we are back, and uh, I hope that you got a few tips for your garden or for indoor things that you can do, because um, all of them are fun, and it's always good for you. Well, climate change and global warming, probably you uh, read the news in August, I think it was August 9th, there was the warning from the UN uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, it's called the IPCC, and it was a very clear statement, the reality of climate change is unequivocal. Its effects are already playing out in every region of the planet, and we need to act now before the outlook gets worse. It was a 4,000-page report, and the UN's climate science body laid out in methodical details the ways in which human activity has set life on the planet on a collision course. And I haven't read the whole 4,000-page report, but what I have read is, is, is very frightening. Today, I mean, we can see the effects of climate change and how pervasive they are. Um, just, just turn on your television or probably look out the window. And if we continue to emit greenhouse gases at our current rates, the effects of climate change are going to be catastrophic and irreversible. Recent changes in the climate are widespread and they're rapid and they're intensifying. And It's actually been unprecedented in thousands of years, and that was by the vice chair of the IPCC, Co. Barrett. So this is a revelation. I mean, we've been talking about climate change, but there's been so much, you know, back and forth. Is it real? You know, is it uh, a conspiracy theory? All of that. But now the science has really come out and talk about it. It's a revelation. It's shocking to read. And it's painfully obvious for the countless people who are already feeling the effects of climate change. I mean, just think about the Germans whose homes were wiped out by floods this past year. To all the farmers in um, in Central America who are suffering from the ongoing drought, the farmers here in California who have no water at all. Uh, some of them are having to give up their farms in Central California. In uh, the fires all throughout the West, 
the fact that in Canada, in British Columbia, there was a temperature of 121. It had never gotten there, followed by a horrific fire that wiped out the town. It's, it is pretty crazy what's happening. And in the U.S., this climate crisis appears most dramatic in the West, where there's this combination of drought and extreme heat, and it's really created life-threatening conditions. Several people have died of, because of, of, um, of the heat waves. And now what's happened in the South in, with, with um, hurricanes and then going up all the way to New York and flooding basements and people drowning. I mean, this is, it, it's just, it really is unprecedented. So the IPCC report, which was a collaboration among 234 authors, it cites more than 14,000 studies and references. It covers all the shifts that are occurring in the environment from the way water circulates to the level of moisture in soil. And at the core of all of these changes is heat. Global average temperatures have ticked up 1.1 Celsius since the Industrial Revolution, and that's according to the IPCC. But that seemingly small number obscures the enormous and immediate spikes in temperatures in particular places. Now, heat waves that bring high temperatures that extend for days have just become more frequent. And in some areas, particularly vulnerable regions like the Arctic, they are warming faster than others. And these higher temperatures have a range of trickle-down effects, and it's altering the jet stream. There's more intense drought, and there's even increased uh, precipitation, to name just a few of the things. I mean, again, all we have to do is check any of our news, uh, news wires, and we're going to see what's happening all over the world. So any one of these ripple effects would create serious problems if it struck out on its own. But when multiple ones land at the same time, this is the result is just horrendous. And that is what's happening right now in the Western United States, where um, people were experiencing what the IPCC has called a compound extreme event. Heat has evaporated the water supply for farmers and ranchers and of course, local communities. States have reported hundreds of excess deaths as bodies collapse without air conditioning in unimaginable temperatures. And then heat has led to drought, which has dried up the forests, and it's created the tinder for wildfires. So it's a combination of heat waves, drought conditions, windy conditions, and the fires are just absolutely going crazy. And um, it's just led to record, record numbers of fires. Last year, California experienced the worst fire season on record. And this year, California has experienced three times the acreage burned compared with the same point in 2020. And we are supposedly just starting the fire season. But as we know, it's been going on since spring. So the West is not alone in inhabiting the dire climate straits. Uh, for the first time, the IPCC this year um, offered a comprehensive analysis of climate change at the regional level. 
every single region on the planet has already taken a hit from warming in one form to another. And this is according to that report. So you'll have to visit the IPCC to read this report if you can get through 4,000 pages or at least get through some of it. But in places where people are already facing devastation, the scale of the climate change reality is starting to seep in. So uh, that is really very frightening. I mean, you think about the famines that are happening throughout Africa. People want to move. You know, there's a huge refugee uh, crisis now. But where are you going to move to? Because you don't know what it's going to be like when you get there or what kind of help there's going to be. So policymakers from around the globe are currently gearing up for global climate talks that are meant to put the world on track to keep temperatures from rising more than 1.5 degrees um, centigrade by the end of the century. The IPCC reports is going to give ammunition to those of us who are saying this is a crisis. So for people who believe that this is happening, hopefully this report is going to provide, you know, that ammunition that we need to actually do something and uh, take charge and move on. But so, too, should the stories of those on the ground who have already lost homes livelihoods and loved ones. So think of all the people who have died in all of these natural disasters throughout the United States and throughout the world right now. And we need to listen to their stories because people were living in beautiful places or so they thought. And who would think that they would have a flood or a fire or a hurricane or a tornado or a typhoon or an earthquake, or whatever whatever the disaster was. So we have to be prepared, and we have to be productive, and we have to be proactive, and do our part to reduce the greenhouse grass, uh, not grasses, the greenhouse gases, <laughs> and uh, and save our climate. I mean, we only have we only have this planet to live on. And I, I have been reading, I was reading in the Smithsonian about how so many people are feeling that this planet is going to be too toxic. And this is why we're going to have to go out into space. But the problem is, is that we can't just be like Louis XIV and every time our palace gets dirty that we move to another place and dirty it. We have to take charge now and clean up this planet. So... I hope you'll join me in believing that this is a climate crisis and that we need to do our part. Well, when we come back from our next break, we are going to talk about relationships through the pandemic. And uh, we're going to focus on how how was your pod, how was that experiment for you in human relationships? Was being together a good thing or did it drive you apart? You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we will be back uh, in just a bit. So I hope you will stay with us. In the meantime, visit Be the Star You Are charity at be the star you are.org. Be right back. Be the star you are. Change your world. 
Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Rushing, rushing, rushing. It seems to be the order of our fast-paced culture. But in order to be successful in business and in life, we must be healthy. And we must feel like actually working. So here are a few tips to help you face your day every day with vigor and enthusiasm. Take mental relaxation breaks by taking a brisk walk outside, preferably where you'll get a great view of nature. Laugh away your problems by renting a humorous video or streaming something online. Enjoy a siesta instead of a heavy lunch. Try eating a delicious tropical fruit and go dancing on a Saturday night, even if it's just in your bedroom. Have your teeth cleaned and get a therapeutic massage. Learn to love water. Have a cup of tea with honey and lemon. Control your anger and stop procrastinating. Every tiny thing you do for yourself will improve your overall outlook on life. Look on the bright side, even on cloudy days. A positive attitude lowers our anxiety and increases our overall health. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, if you are like me, you might have lost track of time this last, is it 18 months, 19 months? I mean, I think everybody thought that this pandemic would be finished by now. But now, of course, this, you know, horrible Delta variant is out there. And we're still, you know, we're going out and we're masking, but it, we're still sheltering quite a bit. I mean, it's definitely not back to normal. Uh, here in my area of California, I mean, shops are open, schools are in, um, businesses are back, but it's definitely not the way it was. You know, people are, people really are not gathering. Um, if you are going out, 
people are sitting, uh, they're only going out to restaurants, sitting outside. You do have to wear a mask when you walk in. You have to wear a mask if you get up to go to the restroom, any of that. And a lot of people, you know, are especially young people have moved back with their parents. So it's really been a pandemic experience in human relationships. And it says people have said that this has served perhaps as the largest and longest study period for the effects of isolation on relationships. And the fact of could digital communication replace that human to human contact? And, and how have couples coped with stressful events, you know, that they've never encountered before? How has it been for people who had to go from their offices or whatever their workplaces were and now working out of a bedroom or a living room or a kitchen counter? Um, you know, some types of unions have flourished. Others have withered and around the world social scientists have been reviewing and analyzing the data and i found some of what they found just so fascinating because i know even for myself um, i have definitely sheltered in place as much as possible uh, my husband, uh, who is a, a dentist, he, of course, his office is open, but it has had to close a few times because of COVID, um, of somebody getting COVID and then having to go into quarantine, etc. But uh, for me, having been uh, an acting coach and um, a life coach, I was not and still have not done anything in person. I have been able to do some garden consultations, but that's only because they were outside and I, we were masked and we had to stay six, six feet apart, you know, as we, um, as we worked. And I only worked with vaccinated people. I won't, I won't work with unvaccinated people if I have to be uh, in close contact. So I, it has been a crazy, a, a crazy time. And it's definitely be a time that there have been a lot of Zoom meetings and a lot of Skype meetings and a lot of FaceTime meetings. So here's what some of the studies have found out. Now, gender roles in the home got more, not less, defined. Now, this study out of New Zealand found that during the stay-at-home measures, with people working at home and at schools closed, each partner in heterosexual relationships took on more household duties. But women took on many more. And while both men and women recognized the situation was imbalanced, it only led to relationship dissatisfaction among, guess what, the women, unless the men chipped in and did more of the child care. Now, um, people who don't like video chat ignored lockdown orders. And this was a, from a, state, a Utah State University study that they found those who had difficulty adjusting to having to be on Zoom or video during lockdown, they were more likely to violate social distancing protocols and pleas to avoid gatherings, and they would not go see their friends, um, and they would, excuse me, they would go and see friends and family even when they were not supposed to because they had a need for connection which was stronger than the fear of infection. So that, you know, a lot of people experience that. 
Now, same-sex couples who avoided fighting were less happy than those who voiced their complaints. Uh, And this is another study. And this is a study of LGBTQ couples, those who refrained from complaining about their relationships when something went wrong had less satisfying relationships. They suffered more anxiety and more depression, and they leaned more heavily on substance use during COVID. The researchers noted that one-fifth of the participants in the study decided to move in together because of the pandemic, but that made them less anxious generally, but also made the relationship less stable. Then I found this uh, this particular thing completely fascinating. When people couldn't meet in person, they found that famous people who they did not know, total strangers, felt like friends. Now, this is from a study of the University of San Diego. And they found that as social distancing measures went on, People maintained stable relationships with friends, but they felt much closer to the celebrities that they liked by reading about them, watching videos about them, watching their movies, etc., or listening to their music or watching their games, whatever kind of celebrities they appreciated. Researchers theorized that this closeness might partly be the result of people consuming so much more content in their homes through their personal devices. Now, oddly, and this is really funny, the feeling of closeness wasn't just with stars and real people. It included fictional characters and cartoon characters as well. So I guess, you know, a lot of people felt really close to Mickey Mouse and Daffy Duck and Wile E. Coyote. Now, um, contrary to expectations, lonely people who wanted a partner did not lower their standards. So this was a multinational survey of 700 single people many of them women, and a group of researchers found that single people were more interested in finding a partner when they were more worried about COVID-19. The researchers expected those people to lower their standards given, you know, the circumstances, but they didn't. They didn't lower their standards in any way or shape and not even about looks. And then there were resilience uh, rebuilding habits that seemed to help uh, some couples soldier on. And according to the School of Relationship Science, known as Communication Theory of Resilience, couples who focus on certain habits can weather hard times better. And these habits and techniques include the following. Maintaining a semblance of normality with routines. So the more that we can spend time doing, having a routine, you know, getting up at the same time, um, having breakfast, um, meditating, checking your emails, going to work, whatever the routine was, if you could maintain your normalcy by having a routine, that was technique number one. Talking to spouses as well as sympathetic others about your concerns. So when you have an issue, instead of holding it in, really talking about it, that really helped people 
to be more resilient and not only just to talk to your partner or to your spouse, but to have a friend that would give, a, you know, a listening shoulder so that you could really get those things that you were anxious about out. Reminding yourself of who you are and what you believe. And I thought this one was rather important because we tend to lose track of who we are sometimes in the midst of all this chaos and with so many things being thrown at us on a regular place. So remembering to be the star you are, remembering to be who you are, that authentic you, that is really a critical part of resilience and what you believe in, not to be swayed by other people and not to be swayed by you know, social media and theories that are not proven. Reframing your situation to be more positive or different, and that's important. I already said that in, in the business bite. We just have to change our attitudes to that of positivity and to focus on how good things will be when the crisis is over and how grateful we are for what we have right now. And those are two things that are always helpful in resilience. A University of Utah studied 561 people to ascertain whether couples who use those strategies were getting on with their partners better during the pandemic. And the answer was, yes, they are. The study also found that humor helps everyone during lockdown. Um, it might not improve your marital harmony, but you know, keeping a sense of humor is going to help you no matter what. So that is our show for today. I thank you for being with me here, tuning in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, live on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. I will always be your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I hope I can bring you some entertaining information, entertainment, and, you know, infotainment, as we say. For more information about Star Style Productions or myself, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity or find out more about what we're doing, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Know that we at Be The Star You Are are working on Operation Disaster Relief. If you have an organization or a shelter or a church or a school or someone that would need some brand new books, we are happy to ship. Please shoot me an, an email. Visit me at my website. CynthiaBryan.com and I'll be in touch. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, but smiles will keep you happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. That'll keep you, that'll keep you less anxious and more grounded. Have a great week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And if you haven't been vaccinated, run out there and get your vaccination just, uh, very soon. That's your best shot. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. 
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.